Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. boys are back, baby. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is Reception, Reception, the show. Yo, what's cracking, everybody? James Go, Matt Harmon here with you. You're listening to Reception, Perception, the show. Matt, how are you doing uh, post-Christmas, pal? I'm doing good, man. I'm, I'm tired, for sure. Uh, I feel more worn out uh, this Monday than most Mondays, despite the fact we didn't have like a full NFL slate on, on Sunday, which I think probably says more about uh, the holiday activities than anything else. But uh, yeah. I know I'm, I'm dialed in. I'm, I'm ready to go or we're almost done here. I mean, this is, this is pretty much, this is, this is pretty crazy. much it. The end of the regular season. And I'm oh. definitely, uh, I, I think this is a, uh, just a post Christmas thing, but I'm so ready to be done with so many of these teams and, and some of this stuff. Like, you know, okay. I, I don't, I don't want to talk about the Titans anymore. I don't want to talk about some of these other teams. It's just, let's, I'm, I'm I love focusing on, on the good stuff, but uh, of yeah. football, but I'm definitely like in the post holiday days where, you know, because we got the extra regular, regular season. Now it's like, we don't jettison some of these moribund vagabond teams as early as we used to. And also James, because of the damn seventh seed, the weird yes. state of the NFC, particularly because of the NFC South, I mean the NFC South, bro, like, my God, they're going to force us to talk about a bad team. I don't want to talk about for so long. I have ne- look, you know, I have a complicated relationship with the Carolina Panthers, right? I think I even I and I used to be like a hardcore Panthers fan growing up. I've never rooted for the team harder than I will be this week because I want them. I want them in the playoffs more than I want the Bucks so badly, not because I think the Panthers are going anywhere, but because I don't want to talk about or think about the Bucks anymore, that I'm rooting for the Panthers to, to win the <laughs> NFC South. And it would be a slightly cool story for, for Steve yeah, Wilkes. For and, sure. Guys. So, Absolutely. yeah, I don't know. Are you kidding me? Of course. No, they're, they're this plucky little team. It's like so weird, you know? It's like Matt Rule gets fired and all of a sudden, you know, everyone thinks they're dead in the dirt. And you know what? They're kind of, they're, they are kind of sort of floundering around, but they're in the mix. They're absolutely in the mix. What they did against Detroit here in week 16, I thought was, I mean, you talk about unexpected. Everyone said that Carolina's run game was going to get boxed up and it was the literal exact opposite. It was the exact opposite of what everyone was expecting. So no, man, they've, um, I think Carolina's absolutely exceeded expectations and they are a fun little team. Look, their quarterback situation is a little weird. Uh, Sam Darnold and, and, and the boys. Um, but, you know, hey, listen, they've got DJ Moore, who people like. I think they've got a young, uh, potentially emerging wide receiver there in Terrace Marshall. They've got these two cast off running backs that, again, I mean, you talk about a, a midseason, late season surge between Chuba and Deontay Foreman. I, look, they got some decent storylines. 
Sam Darnold is number one in adjusted yards per attempt since he took over the starting job in week 12. Crazy. He's number two in EPA per dropback, which is absurd. And I do, <laughs> I do actually think and I'm never the, like the interim head coach should take over as the full-time guy because I typically yeah. think like it just doesn't translate over to that stuff. But I don't know, man, I'm, I'm, I think Steve Wilkes kind of deserves a, deserves a shot to be the Panthers head coach. You know, you got such a raw deal in Arizona gets replaced for cliff. Who's been terrible. Um, you know, sounds like the, he kind of got forced, I, I, you know, some of this stuff you never know with like a post firing public airing of grievances, you know, it, it, the reports out of Arizona was, Oh no, Steve Wilkes actually wanted to take Josh Rosen and, or Josh Allen. And, uh, Steve Kime made him take Josh Rosen. You never know how much of some of that stuff is true, but <laughs> right, right, um, right, right, you know, right. But still like, I mean, that was a, that was a ridiculously hilariously bad offense, but there's, you only need to take like a cursory glance at the Carolina Panthers to know how hard those guys like love and fight for Steve Wilkes at this point. And, and obviously the, the complete <clears throat> inverse of whatever they thought about Matt rule is what they think about Steve Wilkes. So um, that it's, I think it's a pretty cool storyline for him. And, and yeah, your point about Foreman is so well taken because you know, we can, we can bust our ass to look at trends and recent stuff. And this is what's going on and try to predict the future. And everything, everything, even Foreman's recent performances would have told you like, yeah, you can't yeah. trust this guy. And and then he goes out. And he has like a. If anybody played him in week sixteen, they 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 won their week most likely because sure. of that. Yeah, a twenty spot in PPR, man, just absolutely stomping fools out on his way to the end zone. It's just great, man. Like, oh my gosh, what what a great story uh, it has been to see Deontay Foreman, who now, by the way, adds his name into a very crowded running back mix this off season when we're talking about off season signing. So, um, I, I just am excited because when we talk about the off season, man, somebody is going to get a running back on the super dirt cheap and they're going to be getting a high quality player for like nothing because the free agent market is just flooded right now mm -hmm. with potentially superstar uh, running backs anyways. Okay. Uh, I, I want to make one last point about Sam Darnold, by the way, I know he was a huge flame out um, and consider is considered a huge bust. Uh, but can we at least say there's maybe some potential for him to be like a solid like mid-tier quarterback in the NFL only because only because he had two years of Adam Gase and then he had a year of uh, of Matt Rule there's a possibility that Sam Darnold is not as bad or even hilariously bad as people think that he might be uh, I think that is definitely true and you know he's had moments where he's shown like competent play you know if you could yeah. compare him to you've compared him to a guy like Zach Wilson, right? Which is an unfair comparison. I mean, there's really no point in me taking more shots at Zach Wilson. Everybody's <laughs> taking shots at Zach Wilson, yeah, exactly. but it's like yeah. Wilson has never shown like really anything more than like one or two plays of promise. But Darnold has strung together. Like, I mean, this like month of play that he's giving you since week 12, um, the first month of last season, uh, when he first opened the season as a starter for the Carolina Panthers, like, and then obviously with the Jets, you're right. He had Adam Gase, uh, no supporting cast around him. Um, I don't like. It's another. This is a bit more of a, a, a probably more fair comparison. You know, like Jameis Winston, right? Like I think mm -hmm. if, if you stuck Sam Darnold on an offense with like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin that year, that uh, Jameis Winston just went crazy. Like from a statistical perspective, obviously threw a bunch of interceptions too. Like I don't think there's that big of a gap. Yeah, I think Sam Darnold, what he, with his play right now, at the very least, he's given himself like a long career as an NFL backup. Whereas, you know, if if he never got on the field this year, I'm not sure that that would be the case. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast let's move on let's talk about uh, we got a great show in front of us here uh, as we always do but um we're gonna talk about the eagles and cowboys and man look uh, it is time for Festivus, okay? We got to air some grievances out with some disappointing players here uh, in the fantasy semis. Uh, and then we'll take an eye on next year as well. I, I just think it's really interesting because I tell you what, the, the top two, three, maybe five picks, not very clear in 2023 when we're talking about fantasy football. But I think the big story today uh, is the fact that Nate Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett there in Denver did not last a single year, got absolutely trounced by the Rams in uh, week Oof. 16 and then immediately got fired. I mean, you talk about a, uh, a Christmas holiday, you know, Grinch firing Hackett on Christmas day <laughs> seems a little harsh, but that's what we got here in Denver. And, you know, I don't think anyone's really crying about it. Uh, people kind of felt that Nathaniel Hackett was a little bit over his head. Uh, yeah, so now he joins a, a, a very illustrious group of guys uh, since 1970. Uh, first-year head coaches to not finish uh, their, their first season as the head coach. It's now Nate Hackett, our guy Urban Meyer from last year. What a, what a right. disaster. Bobby Petrino with the Falcons. Uh, Pete McCulley, don't know who that is, with the 49ers and Lou Holtz no idea uh, with is. the Jets. So what, it's like, it's kind of funny that it's a bunch of flame-out college coaches and then Nathaniel yeah. Hackett there in Denver. Um, I, I would also argue, Matt, that he's truly the only guy that truly got fired. Fired. In that Urban Meyer did get fired, but remember, he would have absolutely survived. As a matter of fact, I think he might have been a coach this year if it wasn't for the scandal. You know what I mean? Um, there was that video of him at the bar after an Ohio state, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I, I think that kind of, you know, got that ball moving. Um, who was the second guy on that list? Uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Petrino. Oh, Petrino. Petrino he quit. Out on the, yeah, yeah he, he, quit. Quit. Yeah, he quit. quit. Right. So like he quit on that team. I don't know who that other dude was for the Niners. And then Lou Holtz. That's so, that's like ancient times. Like dinosaurs were roaming the earth, um, at that time. Yeah, so it's like. Yeah, I mean, it was so long ago. So, no, I, and, like, so I, I think Nathaniel Hackett is truly a guy that got fired purely for performance reasons, Reasons, you know what I mean? So I didn't even last a single season uh, there in Denver. I, I thought that was pretty surprising. 
Um, yeah, well, not surprising if you've watched uh, any Denver Bronco games this year. But <laughs> uh, the worst part, too, like true. to add insult to injury, <laughs> you know, Jerry Rosberg is the guy that they uh, senior assistant coach was the one that they named as the interim head coach. He is the guy that Hackett brought on in like we three weeks on the job. He's like, I got to get something off my plate. I'm going to get somebody in here to handle in-game management decisions. And right. then like five weeks later, you're like, I got I to get play calling <laughs> off my duties. Too. It's like, so what, what is it you say you do here? He goes, uh, you know, like uh, uh, what's the guy Reisner, Dalton Reisner is pushing backup quarterback, Brett Rippin, like tr- fighting with dudes on the sideline. Cause you know, Rippin's trying to stand up for Russ. And then uh, right. the, the offensive lineman, Dalton Reisner's like, yeah, do something, Brett, do something. And, you know, Hackett shows up two seconds later, like pat somebody on the back. What, what, are, you, what are you even doing here anymore, man? I mean, it was, it, it, you know, it was a disastrous situation. It looked like from the jump, it was going to be a disastrous situation. I mean, I can't remember a head coach uh, where just from the first game, you know, that game against Seattle week, week one this year, it was just like, okay, this is not going to work. He looks over his head. He might be a nice yeah. enough guy, but it just, right. it, it it was immediately all, all the conspiracy theories that these, the, these guys in Denver, George Payton and, and the boys, like, I mean, by the way, it sounds like Payton's going to, you know, potentially survive this, which I, I can't imagine why you're just like, you know what? I definitely want to recommit to the guy who is the architect of the Russell Wilson trade. Like, yeah, don't, don't forget about that. Right. Uh, given the extension out, all that type of stuff. But you know, it's, I, I truly kind of believe that they hired a Nathaniel Hackett because they wanted to court Aaron Rodgers, And then when he decided mm-hmm. he was going to go back to green Bay, sign the mega extension, um, you know, they ended up stuck with this guy and it was clearly just never going to work. Yeah. I don't understand how they, they keep the GM. Um, this is literally one of the worst quarterback contracts um, and trades in in NFL history I I don't think anyone is speaking out of turn when they say that no no not at all and and it's not a very attractive job either no um, everyone talking know, that, about Sean Payton want, Sean Payton going to Denver he ain't going to Denver what are you crazy you think he was a coach up Russell Wilson and his weird ass like no hell no <laughs> by the way they don't happen. have they, they don't have any draft picks to trade they have to trade for Sean Payton's rights you know what I mean like <laughs> the Saints still they the Saints still own Sean Payton's contract exactly. they still own his his rights so where all those picks they gave up for Russ they, they don't have a first round pick to turn around and give uh give the New Orleans Saints for Sean Payton so there's a lot of reasons that wouldn't work but yeah chief among them is you have new ownership there that, by the way, they're not tied to the, this is not their GM pick either. I mean, that's, no. that would be the only thing is like, Hey, Sean Payton, we can pay you Walmart money. Okay. You want to come here <laughs> and you want to make Walmart money. You can come suffer for Russ Wilson. But I basically think, and I wrote yeah. this this morning that like this hire the head coach hiring, you can't like, almost like you kind of have to make the decision apart from Russell Wilson, like not even think about Russ. Like I know there will be the big talking board will be like, all right, they got to get somebody in there to fix Russ. They got to get somebody in there that's going to build an offense around Russ. Well, ask the Seattle Seahawks how that's gone the last like five years, right? Every offensive right. coordinator they made is like, well, we got to get Daryl Bevel out of here and bring in Brian Schottenheimer. Well, we got to get Brian Schottenheimer out of here and Russ wants to a, a, play in a Shanahan offense. So let's go get Shane Waldron from the LA Rams. And every single time, every offense became the Russell Wilson offense. Like Nate Hackett even said it during training camp. Like, oh, we're going to run Russell Wilson's offense. Well, Congratulations. Look at the result of that <laughs> so far this year. So you basically have to think like, all right, I'm the head coach of the Denver Broncos, whoever, whichever, you know, poor sad sack that's going to be. Um, I'm going to come in here and like, I just sure Russ is here, but I'm going to run my system. I'm going to run my program. And look, you know what? If Russ can recapture the form of being a top 15 quarterback, great, but it's gravy, right? Like that, that would be the absolute best. I think you could hope for. And really what it is about is it's going to be about the 20, God, I mean, 
the 2024, 2025 Denver Broncos is what you have yeah. to be thinking about. And, and that like Russell Wilson is certainly not going to be a part of that team. So you can't get caught in the trap of being like, all right, we're going to hire a head coach with the idea that they're going to come in and, and they're going to get the best out of Russell Wilson. Everything we've seen so far this year just shows that that player doesn't exist. It's got to be the least attractive job on the market. It really does. Because you mentioned that um, truly, I think the rebuild starts next year and maybe they see, they see the fruits of their labor um, in two seasons. Maybe they draft a young quarterback um, this upcoming season and, and they just kind of like grit their teeth and bear it for the next couple of seasons as that dead money just gets whittled down. Right. But look, <clears throat> We just saw it with this very same team. This team is willing to move on from a head coach after 16 weeks, right? Not even a full season. What coach is now going to want to come in there and say, oh yeah, I'm committed to a two-year rebuild. That, like, that is just, that makes absolutely no sense to me if I'm a, if I'm a head coaching candidate, right? Or if I'm a good head coaching candidate, right? If I'm a good head coaching candidate, that situation makes no sense to me where you got rid of a guy because the GM messed up the quarterback situation. And then now you're asking me to come in and give it two years where clearly after two years, you'd after one year, you'd be willing to move on from me. That, that sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> that sounds like an yeah. absolutely terrible idea. So, uh, so yeah, no. Um, yeah. That's why I find it funny that people bringing up Sean Payton, Sean Payton ain't going near that job. There is no yeah. way he's going near that job, man. Anyway, I think, all right. I think what, what people do underrate though, last point about this, about like yeah. NFL owners is look, you can be as rich as you want. You can be, you know, again, Walmart money. You have Walmart money, bro. Like that's, that's, that's God. That's money, more money than God. Right. You yeah, know, I yeah, mean, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. you're filthy rich. Right. But at the end of the day, you don't want to be embarrassed. Like these people, uh, these people aren't used to owning things that are bad. They're used to owning Walmart. I mean, right? <laughs> like, so, so they, they although, still, although, go although to Walmart's the, pretty bad too, but, but I hear well, what you're saying. Yeah, but I'm just talking from saying. a bottom line perspective. At the end of the day, there's a lot of people that are shopping at Walmart. Okay. Yes, a lot of, yes, a lot yes. of good, uh, you know, blue collar <clears throat> folks like, like myself and Austin Eckler, you know, we're, uh, we're out oh. at Walmart, right? <laughs> blue collar guys uh but my my, my point my Jesus point Christ. is yeah. my, <laughs> my, my point is that um you know they still got to go to these like charity functions and league meetings and and That's just getting absolutely clowned so it's like it's one That's thing true. to sit there and say like okay we're gonna hire somebody and, and we're gonna we know we're gonna be bad again but then you got to go out there and live it for 17 weeks and that's just really hard just like living through it's at one point this year it's like okay, the Broncos just are what they are. Every time they're on TV, it almost becomes a joke. But now we're sitting here like staring down the barrel of what do they do with Russell Wilson going forward? And it's like actually making me uncomfortable, like physically uncomfortable thinking about like, wow, we might have to just run this back next year with the same guy. Ugh. And just that makes me, again, it makes me uncomfortable. It makes me embarrassed. And I, I'm not attached to this at all. The people whose names are, you know, on the on the that are signing checks they gotta wear it somehow and that's tough right yeah no exactly it's uh, <laughs> oh, a what, what a situation they got there uh in the mile high